pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06 in the... Would seem that the weather has certainly, as you just heard in the forecast, subsided. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, folks, it is Thursday. Uh, I want to thank um, Attorney Tim Dodd, who I thought was was just terrific. We do have a developing story that I'm going to mention. It has to do with the uh, the guy that faked his own his own death. And, and the Scottish police, I mean, th- this is, um, what an absolute joke. I just want to, I don't understand. <laughs> I predicted this on Saturday. What is wrong with the, the, the Scottish police? <sighs> what is up with the Scottish police that, that they had the the guy that, you know, faked his own death, they, they, they thought he was going to then just come into court? So they let him out on bail. <clears throat> and what do you think happened as he's out on bail? Again, this isn't what I was going to talk about. And we have a lot of other things we're going to talk about. But how, how is this even happening? This Nick Alaverdian appears to, he failed to appear for a court hearing in Scotland. He was granted bail last week. An arrest warrant has been issued. Of course he had, wait, not show up in court. He faked his own death. This is another level. What do you mean? Oh, are you surprised? No wonder he was in Scotland. My God, the Scots. What is the drill? This is the guy. I'm not going to go on and on. And I, I want to give credit to Tom Mooney of the Providence Journal. He's done a great job. And there's even more stories now that there were, you know, sometimes folks, our local law enforcement, Pawtucket police, there were four women, four women that came forward on this guy in Pawtucket. Making complaints about him. And, you know, without having all the details as of yet, but they're still forthcoming. Uh, unless something changes, what do you think the Pawtucket police did? As four women went to the Pawtucket police, according to the Providence Journal, and they were making uh, complaints about this individual. What would be your guess? Would you say the Pawtucket police dragged him into custody you would be wrong would you guess the Pawtucket police immediately uh apprehended him indicted him you would be wrong again what do you think the Pawtucket police did well apparently again we don't have all the details but unless something changes it would seem that they they did nothing they did nothing and so now he is on the run again I mean this is but I I saw it uh, granted, on Saturday, I recognize not everybody follows the news on the weekend, which is fine. But Juan goes, I go seven days a week. So that's just, my, that's my choice. Um, that, I should say, that works best for me. That's what works best for me. I feel most comfortable when I follow the news seven days a week. Um, not everyone does. Not everyone does. Some people, it's a struggle to follow it four days a week or... Or even um, perhaps five days a week. But I find, again, you have to go with what what works best. You know, everyone has to do what works best for them. I find that I have been most effective when I am plugged in seven days a week. Because um, in the past, <clears throat> you know, sometimes, and if anything, it is true, the news is because of social media, it is it's not your imagination. It is, it is absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's literally, it's, it's even be gone beyond seven days a week. It, it's, it's every hour of the day, much like yesterday with, with Biden and that train wreck of, the, of a press conference. But I just, I shake my head. I mean, I, I'm in Rhode Island and I'm reading a headline that a guy that faked his own, I mean, wherever you are right now at 1210, and, and this should not matter your, you know, what your partisan view is. This is not a matter of, you know, who you voted for, how old you are, um, anything like that. They, they have a thing, you know, when they, um, 
they get someone in custody where they, they try to determine if someone is a flight risk. And as many people know, you know, one of the problems with a lot of the illegals is just they don't they don't stick around for when their court date is. So even though, you know, someone may say we have they arrested illegal and then they let them go, that by all accounts, you know, what happens is then they, they never show up for court. There's many times illegals are are arrested for things like shoplifting or what have you, and then huh. That's funny, you know, whatever the person's name may be. Huh, they, they didn't, they didn't uh, show up for their court. Of course they didn't. They fled back to their home country or wherever they went. Who knows where they went? So that's someone that's considered a flight risk. Well, th- this guy is another level of a flight risk. Flight risk. He faked his own death. He, he he goes beyond flight risk. Flight risk. <laughs> he's another level compared to flight risk. No, no, no. This isn't. He's a flight risk. Well, they let him go. They let him go. The Scottish police let him go. And then as a result of that, boy, surprise, surprise, he didn't show up for his court hearing. So, boy, who saw that one coming? A guy that, you know, we're not talking about someone like on the run. We're talking about someone that faked his own death. That's a different category of flight risk. And I, again, I'll, I'll say I, I'm going to read. I, I was, I was, you know, wondering about that um, over the course of the weekend. Like, so that's why he's in Scotland. Because whatever happened to like Scotland Yard? I thought that used to be a that was like a prestigious thing, right? You'd always hear about like Scotland Yard and they were supposed to be big investigators and Sherlock Holmes. Apparently not. Apparently that is something of the past. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in on uh, Facebook. It is the Noon Report Live. It is the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program, folks, I'm very happy about this. Is um, And good afternoon to everybody tuning in on, on Facebook Live. This portion of the program, and I know sometimes there's a little minor freezing, but it's distracting to one. This is a radio program first and foremost. But, um, yeah, I am. All right. Listen, I know he ran. I'm live on the blanking radio. Okay? I know he ran. I'm live on the radio. All right, there we go. These people that decide. I think I'll, and I appreciate that. I'll call John DePietro. Well, the problem is Juan is live on the air. So call me after 2 o'clock. From now on, new new uh, rule. If someone calls me, I'm going to start just putting him on the air and I'll do a crank phone. Well, no, I don't think you're supposed to be allowed to do that. But let me get to the matter at hand on this uh, Thursday. Um, folks, this portion, and I know who that is, and I'm sure he's thinking, oh, what a jerk. Listen, do I bother you? Do I go into the operating room and say, hey, doctor? <coughs> Blah, blah, blah. No. Hey, doctor. No. Well, I'm in the operating room. Juan is operating. This. Po- oh, I didn't know. Well, you should know. Here's the answer to that. This portion of the program, very happy about this, is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Do you know now, and I'm sorry I don't have it in front of me, but now you can order your coffee at Brood Awakenings in the John DePietro Show mug. I do have this posted on Facebook. Brood Awakenings. Folks, stop in, and when you stop in there, say, you know, not for nothing. I, I'd like to have my coffee, if you don't mind, in or hot cocoa or tea in the John DePietro and the Juan mug. Stop it and see them. Two locations in Johnston, one in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, and also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. There's a link on the website, depietro.com. Discover the brew difference. So, you know, but what, what kind of, what did they, <clears throat> when you have someone that fakes their own death, fakes their own death, that's not easy to pull off. That's that's not easy to pull off. So this guy from Rhode Island, who was then wanted in Ohio, and fakes his own death. And then they actually catch up to him. They let him go. They let him go. Well, we're going to check on him every day. Oh, okay. How'd that work out? Yeah. Do you think he's a flight risk? He faked his own death. We're not talking about like that guy that, you know, there was the guy that uh, he, he pulled a scam with the COVID relief. And he then um, parked his car up in Boston, I think near Revere Beach. And he wrote a letter, you know, goodbye, cruel world. And then he found him 
whatever, a month later in South Carolina. We're not talking that. We're talking media, everything, faked his own death. And then they catch him, the Scottish police. And then wouldn't you know it, the guy didn't show up for his court hearing. And the Scottish police, oh, this is not coming. Or whatever. I, I'll have to work on my Scottish accent. Um, I've been to Scotland. I've been to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Ah. Uh, Yes, yes, I'm aware of that. Yes, I know exactly who it is. As a matter of fact, you can tune in, and I'm discussing it as we speak. Yes, I'm discussing it. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yes, I'm well aware who it is. Uh, yes, he is. And now they're saying he's armed. Is that, Do I have that correctly? Well, you got to hand it to the Scottish police. You know, it's like that scene in A, in a Few Good Men when... Uh, Skip Scottish court hearing. Let me read this. Rhode Island man with authority say faked his own death to escape a sex assault case in another state. Was a no-show hearing at a hearing in Scotland after he was granted bail. Scheduled to appear in Edinburgh. You know, I've been in Edinburgh. I was at the Edinburgh Castle with John Boyle back in the mid-80s. We were visiting his family there. Uh, he did not attend at court today after being given bail. Now the police seeking his arrest to detain him. Yeah, good luck. Granted bail last week. Court set conditions. You know, we're only going to let you go, but you we're going to check in on you. You have to check in with us once a day. Yeah. How many alias does he have? Like 10? They are no match. Boy, good to know. Court documents show the FBI believed the fugitive was in Ireland in 2019, then made his way to Scotland. He was treated for coronavirus in Scotland. Connect him. They figured out who he is. They finally get him. Now, I don't see anything about him being armed. So that seems like false information. So let me just see if uh, Tom Mooney has been leading the charge on this. I want to give him credit to the Providence Journal. He doesn't have it yet. All right. So Tim White, Channel 12 is breaking it. Good. All right. I'm not going to do the whole hour on this. But it is. Um, it is. Um, let me just. Where, where are you getting this? What do you mean uh, he escaped armed? Where, what do you mean that? Armed? Where are you reading that? I didn't see that he's armed. I, uh, I'm open if someone can show me that he, they claim he was armed. But right now, can you imagine that? So a guy that faked his own death, so he's not following the rules? <laughs> ah, so let me see if I understand this. Tim White broke it, faked his own death, failed to appear. An arrest warrant has been issued. So let me understand this. Somebody that faked their own death is not following the rules. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Boy, I was going to say in uh, the movie Few Good Men, when um, when uh, Tom Cruise, when, you know, the, the what's it, Colonel Markinson, he, um, you know, the guy, he takes his own life at the motel. And then Tom Cruise, who's the attorney in A Few Good Men, Says, you know, Markinson, uh, boy, you got to hand it to those marshals. <laughs> you know, they locked the way the guy away in a room and then but he still has a pistol on him. And, you know, the man takes his life um, in, in the room. So that that's what I was thinking of. Huh. So the Scottish authorities can't believe that this guy from Rhode Island who faked his own death. Didn't. Can you imagine that? Didn't show up for his court appearance. He's on the run. Boy, you never know who you can trust these days. I don't know. Someone that's been in charge with multiple sexual assaults who faked his own death, who's been who is contacting me, pretending to be his wife. I don't believe he has a wife. He doesn't have children. I was trying to get him to come on the air with us. He uses a voice changing machine, just like in the movie Ransom, when Mel Gibson, when they're talking to uh, the guy that you know kidnaps Mel Gibson's son. In Ransom in New York City, you know, Tom, and he, run, he runs the airline and they kidnap the son. So they use a voice changing machine. He was using that and the voice changing machine he had, it sounded like a woman with a female accent, but, a, accent. but you can get an app that can make it sound any way you want. You can get an app where it sounds kind of like an Italian accent. You could get an app when you talk to someone through the app. It sounds like uh, an Asian accent. A, a Spanish accent. In this case, he was using it was like a British accent in some way. So claiming, but it was him, not the wife. So again, just so I get back on track. So 
I saw this on Saturday. And on my Twitter feed, I'm like, wait, what are they, nuts? He's out on bail? No, you have to scoop the guy up, boom, and bring him back and send him to Utah. Scottish police, boy, you got to get up pretty early in the day to fool them. Like noon. See, that's why he was hiding in Scotland. We'll come back tomorrow and check on you, lad. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. The Daily Mail is saying that he's armed. I see. All right. Let me just see if I can find that. So the Daily Mail is saying he's armed. Um, let me just see if I can find this here. Um, I, I fully... Sometimes I have friends that say, one, you recognize you're live on... Yes, I do recognize that I am live on the air. So... Let me just see if they have, if I can find it. Boy, you got to hand it to those Scottish police. Takes a lot to fool them. You have to get up really early in the afternoon. Boy, they're not easily fooled. No way. Are you kidding me? Boy, some people, you just never know. Who would think that a guy that fakes his own death won't show up for his bail hearing? You think he wants to come back to the United States? Think he wants to face the music? He's going to fake his own death again. He's a maniac. He's a pathological liar and maniac. Uh, all right, let me get back on track here. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's Kogi, is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, good afternoon to everybody tuning in for our live report the uh, noon report on Facebook Live, and it's also on AM 1380 and 909.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Cooks. Call them today, 401-732-6562. There's another cold wave coming our way. So you want to make sure your heating system is working as efficiently as possible. Call Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. And I'll tell you why. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Let Coogie into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. They're also on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com, recooganheating.com. Folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com. We have um, still leading the charge on the Langevin fraud. You watch. He is under investigation uh, him and his brother have been running a scam on stocks. They they are closing in on Congressman Jim. Read all the details at DePetro.com. And don't forget, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. A great meal is waiting for you, if not a feast, at the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. All right, a couple of notes. Uh, again, right now it's 1224, folks. Good afternoon, everybody, on this Thursday. So Tuesday night, Governor McKee bumbled through his state of the state. The Washington Post really gave us the real state of the state. Hey, also, here's some good kind of inside baseball dirt. So Park Boy's former producer, her name's Lexi Chris. She worked for Jorge Elotka. So she worked for York and Eloisa. Now, I have heard... That she was the direct pipeline to Park Boy. Now, this is the story I'm hearing. So, if it's not fully accurate, I, again, I, I tell you the story that I've been told this from a very, very good source. I'm not positive it's true, but this is what I was told. Just to rewind the clock. So, apparently, she is the pipeline to Park Boy, right? Always feeding info about the McKee administration. So, Governor McKee hired her. Even though she was working for Alorza. You would think anyone that worked for Alorza would be like... You know, like a vampire with a cross. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, just think, I'm going to do for you what we did for Mayor Alorza. Like, no thanks. But anyhow, so they hired her. Again, I don't know her that well. I had minor interaction with her. I don't I don't wish her any ill will. Um, when I did deal with her, I found her a little screechy. Yeah, yeah. Like that type, you know. But that aside. Um, so this is what I was told. So... Park Boy writes a column in the very popular Northern Rhode Island Valley Breeze and basically brags to everyone that he has inside information that if McKee gets reelected, he is, in fact, going to get rid of Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. 
And then Dr. Scott is infuriated by that and goes to Governor McKee. And he, uh, oh, no, no, you know, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And has to deal with it. And that starts this whole thing where she's like, you know, I don't need this. And you want to get rid of me. And blah, blah, blah. and it, it, it starts the, the path where she's out of here. Well, anyhow, I, I have heard that, that she, that it was fingered that this person was the leak to Park Boy. I, I want to say very clearly, I don't know if that is in fact the case. But it caused a big uproar. And all of a sudden now, the McKee people um, have announced a staff change. And she's no longer with the McKee administration. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm seeing actually on social media. That's a fact. So now the, the whole inside of the what and everything else uh, and, and, and by the way, if that's the case, um, you know, that's obviously very unfair to her, right? But, you know, that, that's the problem when you deal like a pork boy who then got called out on it and then, you know, throws her under the bus. And the next thing you know, McKee is getting rid of her. I also, a couple of things, folks, at 1227. See if this makes sense to you. See if, I don't, I don't know if everyone's going to get this. The city of Warwick is going to distribute at-home COVID testing kits to targeted groups. City of Warwick will begin distributing 27,900 COVID tests to residents starting Thursday, January 20th, which is today, the one-year anniversary of the Biden debacle. So Warwick residents over the age of 55 who have underlying health conditions are eligible to get a test at the Work Public Library. So let me see if I understand this. <clears throat> it's only for Warwick residents. And I think you have to show, if I believe correctly, another reporter, a reporter from Channel 12 said, hey, I got my COVID test today in Pawtucket. I just had to show my license. Huh. You mean like voting? Like you went in person and much like voting, you had to show a license. So is that racist that you have to show your license to get a COVID test? Because all we keep hearing, here it is, Alexandra Leslie just picked up a free box of COVID-19 tests at my distribution site in Pawtucket. All you have to do is show proof of residency like a license. Well, you know, that's racist. I mean, you have to show a license. You have to show you are that you live in Pawtucket. And now in Warwick, you have to show your resident. That is just racist. Now, a couple of things about this. Now, both of them. Let's be very clear what they're saying here, folks. This completely undermines the Democrat message <clears throat> that it's not fair. People like Helena folks, Biden, Harris, it's racist to ask a black person to show ID. It's, it's racist to do that because what they're saying is people of color are unable to walk around with an ID because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. So here you have a local reporter. All you have to do is show proof of residency, like a license. Well, wait a minute. Not everybody has a license. And as Harris, what about the mom with three kids in the car? And what about the person that's handicapped? And what about the senior so you're disenfranchising people. Now, this also, and this is wildly important. This is wildly important. They're using the word resident, residency and resident. Residency and resident. You would almost think that there are borders to Pawtucket. So if I understand this correctly... If you live in Central Falls, you're not a resident of Pawtucket. So there's a line where you're not a resident of Pawtucket. If you want a COVID test picked up free at the library in Warwick, you have to show you're a resident of Warwick. Well, doesn't that undermine the progressive left, the mayor laws of the Democrats that try to say there's no borders? There's no borders in this country. No person is illegal. So according to this, someone from Massachusetts, forget about Massachusetts, someone from Providence, Woonsocket, Cumberland, Lincoln, you can't go to Lincoln and get one of these free tests. Just picked up a free box of COVID tests 
at my distribution site in Pawtucket. All you have to do is show proof of residency, like a license. Why, why is it that that is not racist? But if someone goes to the polls on election day, it's racist if you ask them to show they are who they say they are. And conversely, why is it that Governor McKee says, oh, no, 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 anyone can come in here. There's no boundary. There's no border. There's no, if you live in Massachusetts and you want to go to URI, you have to pay the out-of-state tuition rate. But if you're an illegal, you just say, I live in Central Falls and you can, you actually probably get it for free, but you're treated as a resident. How on earth? So they're, they're acknowledging that there are borders. They're acknowledging that there are residents. So if there are residents and non-residents. If I'm following this correctly between Pawtucket and also in Warwick, so they're distinguished, they're, they're making a distinction, if you will. Stay with me, between a resident and a non-resident. Well, if you have a resident and a non-resident, why can't you have a distinction between a citizen and a non-citizen? Or a Rhode Islander and a non-Rhode Islander. What does Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matto say? Oh, no, no, no. Anybody that arrives here is a Rhode Islander. Somebody arrives at Quonset. They fly them in from the border. The moment they touch ground, they are now a Rhode Island resident. I would argue, no, no, no. They are a Guatemalan resident who happens to be in Rhode Island. That's my argument. Folks, right now, I have a lot of sound to play, but I also want to um, stay on schedule. This portion of the program, I can't say enough good things about Propane Plus. I really would like you to consider contacting Propane Plus. Make them your propane supplier. 401-885-4209. Tim Johnson, whether you're a business or a resident, your own home, resident. Home, commercial, residential is what I meant. Or if you're uh, maybe a restaurant, you're using a lot of, a lot of people are using propane tanks to heat their outside heating lamps and uh, lighting. Call Propane Plus. And yes, you can mention the John DePietro Show. Four, I prefer you do. 401-885-4209. Three generations dedicated 24-7. This, I toured their facilities. Now, there's also a Massachusetts number I'm going to give you in just a moment. But automatic delivery 24-7 availability. You see, receive a free safety inspection on the equipment. Propane Plus in Massachusetts. Call them at 508-252-3359 and in Rhode Island, 885-4209 for Propane Plus. Now, there's a lot of talk, uh, as you've been following and if you heard last hour, that, that was, I don't care what anyone says, that was a disaster. Uh, press briefing yesterday. The Biden administration, they're scrambling now, right? It's a year in. They're under a lot of pressure. And listen, this this is actually pretty simple. He's not up for the job. She's, the vice president is clearly not up for the job. So there's a lot of talk last night and all trying to scare people about voting rights. And voting rights are under attack. But this is something that I'll be the first one, and I did, in fairness, put this out on social media. And I want to be very clear about this at, let me just, at 1235. Yeah, all borders matter. Well, I, I just don't understand how, oh, Tim White, the authorities, oh, here we go, wait a minute. Authorities in Scotland have arrested him again. Bail has been revoked. Look at that. Nice job by Tim White. All right, so they got him. Maybe the Scottish police are back up. All I was trying to say with that is you, you can't acknowledge some borders, but then <laughs> Henry B. Chafee, will it be out on bail again? I mean, do, do, do the Scottish police now now know? Maybe. Hold on. So this guy faked his own death. <clears throat> Maybe he would try to escape Scotland. Maybe he's a flight risk. All I'm trying to say is you can't have it both ways. You can't say there's no such thing as a border. No person is illegal. Anyone that comes here is a Rhode Island resident. However, 
if you want to pick up a COVID test, you have to prove by your license that you're a resident of Metuckin. I mean, come on. They're like beyond inconsistent. And the same people that are reporting on, well, you know, voting rights are under attack. I mean, they're like under attack. Um, they don't even see the hypocrisy where they're saying, hey, I just picked up my COVID test. I just had to show my license and prove that I am a resident of pick a place. If that's so easy, why would it be so difficult to show your blanking license because you want to vote? But anyhow, folks, I'm going to say this right now. On this January 20th, one year anniversary of a dark day, and that is, in fact, the day that all borders matter, that Biden and Harris took over their reign of errors. So there's a lot of talk about voting. And as as you probably have heard by now, and again, at 1237, good afternoon, one and all. Here I am at Iswan. On AM 1380, 99.9 FM, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. And I'm going to really make this an issue because I believe in it firmly. And I have educated myself and I've learned a lot about it. And we're going to have more people on about it. Because right now, there's no one else talking about it, which is fine with me. Because as this story starts to break open more, you're going to say, you know, John DePietro has been talking about that for a while. And Juan's the only one that's been talking about it. So now, so you have all this talk. And Jim Langevin is, Congressman Langevin, Gentleman Jim, is not seeking re-election. And there's a lot behind that. You can read the website about that. I'll tell you another fact. That he didn't think we were going to keep the seat. He thought Rhode Island was going to lose his congressional seat. Or we were just going to have one. And he had no interest in running against David Cicilline. So he was checked out. He has been invisible during COVID. And he hasn't been raising money. And now all of a sudden he thinks maybe I'll become the president of Rhode Island College. Even though we will fight that. Uh, if you want to be the president of Rhode Island College, you're supposed to have a PhD. He doesn't have one. So enough of this, like, let's skirt the rules. For, look how greedy also. Now he wants to grab a state pension off it. So, but there's a lot of talk about voting rights. And I want to be very clear, and I want you to understand this, at 1238, that we have an inherent problem in Rhode Island in the fact that Nellie Gorbea, or as Jeff Lemire calls her, Nellie Gorbea, who is Secretary of State, also happens to be a candidate for governor. And she's done some pretty slippery things as Secretary of State. And the biggest thing that Nellie Gorbea did in the dark of the night, without any hearing, any notice or any oversight was she decided to change the Rhode Island voter rolls. She did on her own, changed them, and she removed month and birthday. The only thing you get is the year. So when you say, just as an example, John Smith, you just see John Smith as an example, 1980, and you don't know what month or date. She did that. Because it makes it much more difficult for good government groups and others where they have computer programs where they can pick up if someone, you know, a variety of different things. If they're registered more than once, if they're registered in different states, if they are not even a legal citizen, the more when you remove that information, which she did, it makes it harder to cross-check, and I'm not talking about sitting down at the dining room table or, as Governor McKee says, the kitchen table, and trying to look at spreadsheets. There's so many names. This has to be a computer program. Folks, as I've told you in the past, I went to the Secretary of State's office right there, Corliss Street, right down the street from the main post office, and I started laughing because it's so unfriendly. It's, it's impossible to maneuver. I started laughing. This is a joke. It's hard by design. You can't find anything. There's 1,000 names that say Hector Gomez that lives in Providence. All 1985. Are they the same person? Are there really that many people? Without the month of the birthday, it's impossible to tell. So Secretary St. Elizabeth, as you know, she's running in the primary for governor. You may or may not know that. But listen to these tweets. You tell me. See, I believe if you're the secretary of state and you want to seek a higher office, I think you should then resign 
from office and someone else should run the election. Because, hey, as Joseph Stalin said famously, remember, it, it, it doesn't, it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes that matters. So, Gorbea, this is her Twitter feed now. This is the woman that's in charge of the election. Yesterday's failure of the Senate to protect voting rights in this country is deeply worrisome. Given moves in states like Florida, Governor DeSantis is using false claims of voter fraud to create a dangerous election police force. You know, that's not what they're doing. They're tightening up their election system. I'm telling you right now, you, you watch as things are going to explode around here in September after that primary. She should not be running the election. The person that's in the election should not be running the election. Now, you're wondering, could a Republican get a fair shake in the CD2, Congressional District 2 race? A Republican has a very good chance of winning that seat. Here's another tweet. In Georgia, a Republican gubernatorial candidate has a similar proposal. U.S. elections do not need to be militarized. They're already being protected by people of all political backgrounds who run our elections. And then listen to this one. This woman is running for governor. This woman, Nellie Gorbea, Miss Upspeak, <clears throat> is your secretary of state. She's in charge of the election. Republicans need to stop being afraid of Americans voting and start truly representing the people of our country. How is that person running the election? How is someone who is engaged with such partisan attacks is there anyone that believes that she would run a fair, nonpartisan election, whether it be for her own race or even CD2? What would be the reaction of David Cicilline, Mayor Jorge Elotka, uh Black Lives Matter, and the rest of them? If that was a Republican that tweeted out Democrats need to stop being afraid of Americans voting and start. Tr- they would they would be a riot right now at the Rhode Island State House. That person, they'd be demanding they resign. Folks, she's not even trying to hide the fact that she's partisan. She's not. Never forget in 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 20, 2016. Hillary Clinton lost, lost the Rhode Island primary. April of 2016. Juan remembers Hillary Clinton, they could see Bernie Sanders was becoming a threat to Hillary. And they got those emails because the DNC, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the DNC in Florida, they got hacked into. And the the WikiLeaks put out all these emails. And some of the emails from the DNC and the Clinton campaign said, contact Nellie. Bernie's gaining ground. Now, Bernie Sanders won the 2016 April Democrat primary Rhode Island. He beat Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump, President Trump, he won the Rhode Island primary overwhelmingly. But what did Gorbea do leading up to the primary? She closed polling sites. She limited the number. What happened by her closing them? People had to wait a long time in line. That was done to discourage people from for waiting in line to vote, and she failed. But there was an email from the Hillary camp and the DNC saying, uh, who do we have in Rhode Island? And then someone put, oh, Nellie, Nellie's with us. Because Hillary Clinton went to Central Falls High School the Saturday before the primary. <clears throat> and there was like nobody there, right? No one there. But Gorbea was there. And she got a nice picture with Hillary and so forth. And they thought she was going to be the next president of the United States. But my point is, they proved Nellie was in the bag. Nellie was part of the, the conspiracy to try to stop Bernie Sanders. To make matters worse is when they had the Democrat convention the summer of 2016. Even though Bernie Sanders won Rhode Island... All the Rhode Island delegates all gave all their delegates to Hillary. So I'm telling you right now at 1245 on this Thursday, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. 
I am telling you right now, Gorbea, she, 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 no one can say she hasn't shown her true colors. She's, she's demonstrating that she is not someone to be trusted. She is demonstrating she has no interest in, show, in, in running a clean, nonpartisan election. She talks about disenfranchising people and all this other stuff. Well, Re- Republicans need to stop being afraid of Americans voting. Hey, Nellie, why were you afraid of Bernie Sanders voters voting? Folks, that's all a fact. I'll pull it up. I have it, but I'll pull it up again. Some people forget. I don't forget. We'll put it on the website, petro.com. <clears throat> you mark my words. This thing will explode. She, she is, so Congressman Langevin's not running. And a number of people said, well, I, I thought Nellie Gobea would jump at that. Well, Nellie Gobea has the voting list. Nellie Gobea has all these voters that people, I don't even know if they exist. They have the names of voters. They have a voting list. They have all these people buried in Providence. And when I don't mean dead and buried, I mean, you know, for instance, you you get a voting list, right? If you're going to run for office, let's just say in the city of Providence, you you get the address that uh, I'll just say Juan Garcia lives at 10 Chalkstone Avenue and he lives with 12 other people. So um, he's registered to vote. You could go there as many times knocking on the door. Either no one's going to answer or that person, maybe he did live there at one time, but then maybe he moved. But she's got the list of all these people. And the fact is, he doesn't really exist. Just somehow they got someone under that name to register to vote. And then now they have it in a file. And then at the right time, boom, look at that. Nellie Gorbea got Juan Garcia to, to vote for her. 10 Chalkstone Avenue. Now, other camps are like, whoa, 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 I went by there. I could never find the guy. You know what? It's because it's like he doesn't really exist. Who knows? Maybe he went back to Guatemala. Maybe he went back to the Dominican Republic. Maybe he went back to Puerto Rico. Wherever, he's not in Rhode Island. And it doesn't matter because she already has his information on file. So, to finish this, why wouldn't she run for Congressional District 2, for the Lanchman seat? Because she feels that she's got the winning voting list to be elected governor. And what's wrong, and I'm going to try to speak to Republican leaders today, is I am telling you again, she should not be in charge of running the election. Now, she will say, oh, it's not me, it's the Board of Elections. B.S. It's not me, it's the Board of Canvassers. See, it's all the scarecrow pointing different ways. Wrong go. You're the one that comes up with the list. Rhode Island elections, as President Biden said, President Biden said yesterday he's not convinced that the midterm elections are going to be legitimate. Well, I am telling you right now that these are all scare tactics and Rhode Island elections are not legit. They're absolutely not legit. Um, Let me just get to that part where Biden yesterday he refused to say this is someone try to follow this logic. He won in 2020, supposedly. He overwhelming record turnout, but we have to change voting laws because we're stopping people from voting. Does that make sense to anybody with half a brain? Let me just one more time play our commander, fearless commander in chief. Thank you, Mr. President. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. And it's one thing, look... Maybe I'm just being. Uh, it all depends. It all well with Biden when he mentions the word depends, it means something else. But it all depends. Depends on what. This morning on today's show, Vice President Kamala Harris. First of all, this is her on CBS. That nervous laugh, folks. What a bad. You would think after all this time, someone would say to her. We have to lose that laugh. Because you all ran the on, we are going to get COVID under control. We are going to get this lit. 
And as we sit here today, as you know, we're going into year three. We are still talking about COVID. You all admitted, listen, we've made some mistakes. We're going to do better. We're going to be better. The schools, can the kids go to schools? In New Mexico, the National Guard is, bring, is being asked to be substitute teachers, all because of COVID. So it is not under control. So I'm wondering, what is your strategy here? And have you come to the point, have you come to the point that we've all got to figure out how to live with COVID? So I'm going to try to unpack the, the various yeah, I know there's a lot. You make. <laughs> no. yeah. Let's talk about why, why is that funny? Why is that funny? Listen to Savannah Guthrie this morning on the Today Show. Is President Biden really concerned we don't have free and fair elections? That's what he said yesterday. Another comment the president made, he openly cast doubt on whether the 2022 midterm elections would be legitimate. He said it all depends, um, which is astonishing to hear a president question whether our elections will be legitimate. We've heard it before, but not from this president. Is he really concerned that, that we may not have fair and free elections? The president has been consistent on this issue. Listen to this. And the issue at hand, the issue, I was there last night uh, in the chamber what of the Senate. Do. And the issue is that there are two bills, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the Freedom to Vote Act, that have been the, the solution that has been offered to address the fact that around our country, states have put in place laws that are purposely making it more difficult for the American people to vote. Laws which will be felt by at least 55 million Americans, regardless of their party affiliation, their race, their gender, or their geographic location. Well, to the point, though, because those bills were debated, the bills were debated and they didn't pass. If I may finish, if I may finish. With the specific question, if you don't mind, does he think, now that these bills haven't been passed, that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair or free? Let's not conflate issues. So what we are looking at and, and the topic. You know, of- this whole manner of her speaking is all done by design to run out the clock because she knows it's only going to be a seven or eight minute segment max. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Thursday is brought to you by Henry Oil. Folks, Henry Oil, call them today, 401 521 Fill up your oil tank with Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. Uh, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, budget plans, automatic delivery. It's Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, there is, um, first of all, I'm very glad that the NFL is just exploding record numbers for the playoffs. You know, last year during COVID and during some of the, uh, you know, the stuff on the sidelines and everything, there was some people, I don't watch it anymore. I was never that type. You weren't a football fan to begin with. Football is the only sport that matters. And this weekend are going to be phenomenal matchups because each division goes into the final four. And you can catch all the action at End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. I watch baseball. Go ahead and watch baseball. It's too blank and slow. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Dana and Company at End Zone Sports Pub. It's a great place. As I like to say, uh, bring some friends and make some meet some new ones there. Folks, I want to be very clear with you because you're going to hear this a lot. Listen, there's a problem in our country with elections, and it's not a President Trump thing. Rhode Island elections, there's a problem with the election system in our country. What started out is simple. You had different people. In our in our area, it was always the Democrat Party getting caught trying to circumvent the system. David Cicilline has made a career out of it, as a matter of fact. Um, Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. And it's not, hear me out, it's not because of dead people voting. I'm not saying there isn't some of that, but it's, it's minor. The largest number are people registered to vote who are not citizens, residents of Rhode Island, and they're not citizens of the United States. Without a doubt, 
See, the one of the, the the largest problem are people are allowed to register to vote even though they should not be allowed to register to vote. So therefore, our voting rolls are bloated. So Cicilline absolutely perfected that when he went to Congress. He started doing it as mayor of Providence. He really turned it up a notch when he got to Congress. And he redistrict in 2012. He redistrict with Gordon Fox, who was then the House Speaker, before Fox went to federal prison, to give him more sections of Providence that he wanted. And how, how has it worked? Last year, 2020, no, 2020, not 20, last year, 2020, the last election, Cicilline doubled his vote total. Impossible. Impossible. In 2010, David Cicilline was elected to Congress with 80,000 votes. In 2020, David Cicilline was reelected to Congress with 160,000 votes in a state that's losing population. Does that make sense to any reasonable person? The answer is no. It is no. So in the summer of 2017, Steve Bannon, President Trump, commission, had a commission formed. Let's go through. The voter rolls, and it's not just Rhode Island. There's many Massachusetts residents that vote in New Hampshire. That's huge. They have summer homes or they have um, they have ski houses. They know the Democrats going to win mass, so they go and they affect the vote there. In Rhode Island, there are Providence firefighters. They live in pick a place. They live in wherever, Winsocket. But they also register to vote at their firehouse because they want to impact the mayoral elections or the city council elections in Providence. Are you telling me they're they're on the voter rolls twice? Yes. And they're also voting where they work, not where they live. No one is checking. No one is denied an opportunity to register to vote. I don't know how many times we have to go through this. You know, in 2016... Oh, um, what's the name of that? The Dominican thing. Um, I'll think of it. They announced, Nelly Gobet had a press conference. They identified 25,000 new voters. That 25,000 new voters. Does that make sense to anybody? <clears throat> Impossible. In 2020, 40,000 illegals, 40,000 illegals filled out the census so we could keep two congressional seats. All of those people were added to the voter rolls. Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. That's why Gobea, she wants to go to more early voting, more mail ballots, more drop boxes. They don't go near the polls. They do ballot harvesting where the campaigns pay people $20 a ballot. Go get me 20 votes and I'll give you 20 bucks for each vote. That absolutely goes on. It's ballot harvesting. Other states don't allow it. Campaigns should not be allowed to collect ballots. We don't need all this early voting. We don't need all this electronic voting. It's wrong. All right, here's what we're going to do. We have another full hour to go. Folks, we have only skimmed the surface. Next hour is radio only. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Or you can listen online at the website, topetro.com. We're going to get an update. With the one o'clock news, we still have a lot more to go. It's the John DePietro show on this Thursday, January 20th. We're going to be back on the other side after the one o'clock news.